WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Tanner. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? I got the name <laughs> <up>, backwards. Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I don't know uh, nothing much, man. You know, just watching some claw. The quality hockey. <laughs> I like how you can't even say, can't that, say that without laughing. Face. Yeah, um, I it's mean, a month. What, it's at least at least the rest of the NHL is pretty interesting. It has been a month to forget if you're a Chicago. Well, actually, it really depends on on where you land. Or if you are full yeah. on get hard for Bedard, you're fucking thrilled right now. If you hey. are wanting competitive hockey. You know, lose games but stay competitive. You're pulling your hair out right now. Yeah, I mean, and that's also just like I like it, but if they're getting blown out, there's a loss is a loss, man. They they don't say how, they say how many. <laughs> and how many is a lot. We'll just we'll just put that there. But three games happened since we recorded last. Uh, we're not going to get too much into it because it's a little bit all the same. We got a little little talking points for each game. Uh, that we'll hit on, then we'll kind of do our usual preview. Uh, the couple games ahead. Do you want to do? I meant to ask you before we start recording. Do you want to do three stars? I mean, it's kind of pulling teeth here. Unless, yeah, why not? All every right. every week, baby. All right, so then we'll do three Let's stars go. again. Um, some more Hawks Hawks updated Hawks news, and then we got some NHL talk with the end of the month here. Uh, but first, Blackhawks Black Wednesday. Dallas Stars. This was actually a very surprising game, though. Like, I thought the Hots came out pretty good, and they actually had Dallas's number for most of the game. Yeah. And then the third period happened. And woof. Five and that was un- a completely different game. Five unanswered goals the Hots allowed in the third period. Um, well, Max Domey put up one about half. And here's the thing. Max Dome scores to make it four to one, uh, nine minutes and 37 seconds into the third. So you're almost half, you're looking at halfway through the third period. 10 minutes go, you yeah. got your three goal lead. Let's go. In 10 minutes, Dallas puts up fucking five goals. <laughs> Granted, I think one was an empty I net. I mean, yeah, one was an empty net. Yeah. There's not much you can do about that. Like Dallas is a much better team. They're at top of the division for a reason. Uh it's like <laughs> it sucked to watch the crumble happen, but I'm also like, hey, I had a good fifty minutes. <laughs> I I am just glad I was drinking doing my indoor golf league because I'm watching this as like literally as they're going, I'm just like, Oh shit, I need another drink. And it was just by the time we're walking out. That's when the empty net went in. I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, so done. I'm so glad I didn't actually sit down and watch this game. But one thing that I did want to talk about with Dallas, we kind of talked about it, I think, in our group text a little bit. Talk about how, or did we talk about this last episode, how they just absolutely nailed the draft? Uh, What was the 2017 no. draft? I don't know remember if we uh, talked about this or not on the show. Yeah. But I think we did. Did we? Okay, I don't want to like read, but real quick, I think we did because I I was, was I was hoping that it would because we were doing the preview, I was 
talking about how I hope like one of these drafts we can kind of nail like that. It's um, but yeah, like I have, I the 2017 draft where they go Heiskanen and then Ottinger in the first round, and then their first pick in the second round, they get Jason Robertson and basically just make their entire franchise like very solid from just yeah. one year. And, and then, oh yeah, because I mentioned it was it was it was great that they got basically one piece of each part of the ice. Oh, like you got a forward, a defenseman, and a and a goalie to build on in the future. You're right. So yeah, but watching this game kind of, I guess that just really hits that home that it's like, hey, here's another way to build the team. They Dallas doesn't go out and spend a lot. I mean, they they don't get the big sexy free agent, you know, guys out there. But you know, they, they, they always try. Well, they try, but they, they, they well. get the upper hand of having that like uh no state tax. Yeah, and they they draft well. They get they they find the right pieces to to fill in the the slots that they need to. I mean, this is a team like it sucks that it's in their division, but this is the kind of a team that you really want to model this rebuild after a little bit. I mean, and just kind of hope that it kind of goes similar in the same way. I mean, they also are kind of lucky that the fact they're they did drill those draft picks because I mean they're paying a lot of money to like Sagan and Ben. And I mean, as of now, like Jamie Ben has had a, a pretty good season so far, but like in the more recent pat like last few seasons, it hasn't been that great, which is weird to say since they did make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, but that was in that like bullshit like shortened season year with like yeah, that was in the bubble. It's really weird where like twenty four teams made it. So like I mean, all you really had to do was play really well in, in the playoff that was postponed for a long time. How was that? Was having Hugh Dobin though, who stood it on his head. So like having a bunch of money that was dedicated to like players that like haven't been really producing for you that well. I mean, even losing John Klingberg, but like that hasn't hurt them at all. No, not. Nah been crazy like you're starting goalies from that final which is what Braden Holpe I don't know if I think he was on the team but like Hudobin Ben Bishop was still kind of like in the mix like still hurt and shit yeah. like you don't even have those guys anymore like now Not it's Scott Wedgwood and Jake Ottinger did he get in the playoffs that year or was it the year after because there's a playoffs or- I mean that was last year when okay. Ottinger got in and was just like oh yeah I'm amazing this is the guy yeah. He was he was the whole reason that like that series against Calgary went as long as it did. I think that right. that went seven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, this is really his big coming out party there. Yeah, but I mean, this team they're going to be good for a while too. Um, yeah, it sucks that they got Sagan locked in for as long as they do. I think he still has what is it, four more years. He's after got four more years after this. Jamie Ben, two more years, but they were able to lock down um, hints. Rupe hints, which likely means that like Joe Pavelski is probably not going to be re-signed unless he signs for like real cheap, super cheap, yeah. But Pavelski because I mean he's making five point five, and then that's basically what's going to Rupe hints. His his deal is like about five million more. They're going to be returning pretty much the same team next year, minus Pavelski. So I mean they are still going to be a problem. You know if. It's one of those things where, like, Pavelski's at that kind of an age where, like, if he's just wanting to get a cup, I can see him re-signing for real cheap, especially if this team does as well as it's doing currently. If they finish the season strong and make a deep run in the playoffs, I can see him just being like, yeah, I'll take, like, a mil and then stay on this team. Joe Thornton. 
Yeah, basically. I mean, he hasn't won a cup. He's made it with the Sharks all the way. He was he was on Dallas when they went all the way in the um and lost to Tampa as well. So he's made it to the final twice. He's got 24 points in 23 games. Like he's still so solid, but I I could like I said, I could see him kind of doing that like hometown discount cuz I just want a cup. And this team I think is like pretty they're going to be really set up very well to like make a run again. And then too, kind of like you got to think about that with him is like, you're just going to take, you take the $1 million deal, you know, just to, to be with the team. Say it doesn't work out for Dallas. You're just making yourself that much easier to get dealt to a team that could put, possibly contend, you know, like you're just, yeah. you're, you're helping yourself out there. Um, yeah, exactly. I so, mean, you, could, you end up getting traded like a Tampa Bay, like at the deadline at some point. Right. Like if that's the case, and you're like, oh, like an easy fucking win right there. Yeah. So, um, so that was the Black Wednesday disaster. Then you got the Black Friday with uh, not a disaster, the but revenge, a portion of the revenge tour of the season. Yeah, and li- little controversy depending, I guess, like depending on who you who you da- you ask. But um, this one. I kind of was half watching at work. I know Edmonton went up early. Uh, Joel Edmondson got a goal. Caleb Jones. Edmonton. Edmondson. Montreal. <laughs> yeah, but you said Joel Edmonton, Edmonton went up early. Joel Edmondson. Yeah, but you Did said Edmonton? Edmonton went oh, up I early. Was, oh, I thought. Was yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was Montreal. Oh. Anyway, so he goes. <laughs> no, but then you said Edmonton. Okay, he scored early. Caleb Jones gets his first of the year. <laughs> Suzuki is just fucking playing fantastic hockey. It's amazing that. Go ahead. I was gonna say I forgot to mention, but Seth Jones his first game back was against Dallas, and he scored the first goal for the Hawks, which was kind uh, of cool. Yeah, sure. In his home, I was like, home. hey, welcome back. Also, in his home, like in his home state. I don't know if he's from Dallas. I think he's from Arlington or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just about thing, like right around there. Yeah, yeah, Nick but he Suzuki. got a goal and an assist in his first game back after being in hurt, so that was cool. Yeah, Nick Suzuki. Yeah, then Caleb Jones scores against Montreal. Yeah, Nick Suzuki keeps his hot season going. Twelfth goal of the season on the power play. Um, Vegas. I mean, it, it's worked out for Vegas too, but it's kind of insane that he kind of got dealt for nothing. Um, for old Pacioretty, he got traded for Pacioretty, and Vegas doesn't have Pacioretty. Pacioretty. Yeah. 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 Taylor Radish. And, and Nick Suzuki's the captain, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're talking. Uh, Taylor Radish ties it up with about four minutes left in the game. Overtime, nothing much happens. Then the shootout happens. Taves scores. Uh, Caulfield scores. Patrick Kane does not score, and he's been fucking struggling in the shootouts since last season. He's like, what, mm-hmm. 0 for 9 or something like that? In his last nine? Yeah, I don't know the last time he scored was. Yeah. He even did something different. Yeah. Right? He didn't do his slowdown. Like he just came right in and just shot. Like he looks so checked out. It's I well, it's also like I don't know if he because he's done so many shootouts. Like I feel like he's just run out of things to like kind of trick the goalies with that like maybe just go back to whatever you were doing at the beginning. <laughs> like I don't know. For a while there he was just always going like forehand, backhand, top shelf, which was like really nice. Um I don't know. I think he's just trying to do something new that's going to work out, but everybody kind of knows, like, just stick with him not all the way until the end. Maybe he needs to just start shooting or something. 
I just, I don't know what happened because though for the longest time that was always working for him and you think 10 plus years in the league and it was still working for him. So now I'm just, I think he's just, I honestly, I think he's so checked out and he's just done with this team. He's done here. He just wants to get dealt and call it a day. Um, Nick Suzuki yeah. follows him up with a goal. Anthony, Anthony CU scores to extend it. And then it comes down to Kirby Doc. And we all knew this was going to happen. The game was going to be on Kirby Doc's stick. And what happens? Kirby Doc scores. He wins it. The Boo Birds were out booing him. And he does the awesome skates by the stands, hand to the ear. Let's hear it. Uh, amazing picture of him doing it. And there's a fan flicking him off. I'm like, I want that picture signed and put right on the wall here. Fucking filthy. But <laughs> what did you think? What did you think about the Sully? Like, this has been like, it was a very, very hot topic. Oh, it was great. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because, like, we've talked about it a bunch of times where, like, I don't think any – it was Kirby Doc's fault at all for, like, how he kind of was brought in too quick. I I think he was rushed twice, two different times. One, rushing him into the NHL off his rookie season, and then two, rushing him back from injury. And yep. none of that helped him. I mean, dog shit coaching, like, for the first, like, season and a half or whatever that he had. And then, I mean – it was just not good. None of it was good. And I'm glad that he has success now and everybody can shit on the Hawks for making that trade. But it's like, I don't know if he would have had success staying here. I'm glad that he's getting it. Shit. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's cool. I thought it was great. Like I loved it. <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to boo the kid, what do you expect him to do? Like, Oh, be professional right. and just take it. No, fuck that. Sally it up. Like, yeah. like it, it, enjoy it. Like you are proving to as as much as it isn't, it wasn't one of those like, oh, we don't believe in him and all this kind of stuff. I th I think it truly was. It's not going to work out here. Let's move him, give him a fresh start, give us a fresh start, and just go our separate clean slate. To continue to get booed yeah. by, I mean, the dumbass fans in the stadium that day. Dude, fucking live it up, man. Enjoy it. Like you said, he got rushed. Yeah. I feel I feel so bad for him. I think. I will still say I think he was a stretch at third overall. I don't know what's the the end game was there with taking him there, but well, I, it was because he was the most NHL ready player, and what the Hawks or what Bowman really wanted was to add someone to the roster for cheap to try and keep this team like like playoff contenders, and it just they didn't have anything. Yeah. Like he, he, the guys after him got to spend time like either in the minors or playing in like in the CHL and shit like that still. And now those guys are doing great. Bowen Byron run a cup. Uh, fucking K Dylan Cousins is doing good in B Buffalo. Turcott, I think, has injury issues, but he was showing pretty good signs of like he won the fucking World Juniors with yeah, Cole Caulfield that year. He's having a pretty good, good season in the A too. So. Yeah, like Zegras, like he just the, he took his time, started killing it in the AHL. Made they he basically made Anaheim pull him up, and then he's been on incredible over there. It's yeah. just the Hawks just rushed that, and then when 
he looked really good in the bubble playoffs, got injured during the World Juniors to start that shortened season, and then they rushed him back from there. It was just it, shit fucking moves after shit fucking moves. Yeah, I I still think it's it's impressive that we got a 13th overall pick for him in the trade with yeah. Montreal. I'm excited to see what Nazar can possibly be. I know he's going to take yep. a little bit more time developing again because he is missing, I think, this entire season due to injury. If he comes back, it'll be towards the end and it won't be a lot. Oh, did that come out? I Just the way it's been talked, not much has come out about it, which is so weird. Like, they're not saying exactly what it is, how long he's out, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like at this point, you got to think there's only probably a couple more months left in the college season. Like, I think February is like when playoffs kind of start picking up for yeah. college hockey. So you have to think he might be out for the year. So you want to probably let him play at Michigan again next year, you know, develop a little bit more and get his feet back on her and then consider. Yeah, him I mean, back. There's no rush. There is no the rush. exact opposite of what you did for doc and like, do not rush anything. <laughs> Basically Kyle Davison, what you have to do is before you're about to make a move, you ask yourself, is this something Stan would do? And if you say yes in any <laughs> form, you don't do it. Simple as that. Easy. After that game, they wrapped up the holiday weekend um, against Winnipeg. And I'll just say it, 7-2 loss. Nothing good. I, I didn't watch the game. I saw highlights. Just nothing nothing good to talk about there. Uh, is their seventh straight loss going uh, after that one, and they held a players-only meeting afterwards. So it's got to that point where they have to hold a players-only meeting. But I was I was joking before. I hope the players are in the locker room saying, like, hey, good job. Keep this up. Let's keep tanking. But, you know, the – Yeah, which say that. I don't think so. Yeah. I think when the players <laughs> are having their players-only meeting, I think that Kyle Davidson is probably like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Draft position is getting so good. Man, from the start of November to the end of November, we have plummeted in the standings, and that's cool. <laughs> well, here, so do you you didn't watch this game either because it was NHL Network. Do you have anything yeah, you want to say about it? No, it was just kind of funny. Like, I, I was just kind of doing some random stuff, and I was, like, paying attention on my phone because I get, like, the notifications. I'm like, oh, that's another one. Oh, there's another one? Okay, there's another one. There's another one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. I was like, so, oh, they're 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 really losing this game. Yeah. So with that being said, take note we're rec- recording this currently. It is 737 Chicago time. Hots play Edmonton Oilers in less than an hour. So they're due they do have one game left in November. So that's not included in the standings. But through the month of November, the Hawks finished as is recording two eight and two. I'm gonna say two nine and two. I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. Oh, they're probably gonna get their dicks kicked in by McDavid and Drysaddle. Oh, we beat Mon- Oh yeah, okay, we beat Anaheim. Anaheim <laughs> in the King in LA. Anaheim. Yeah, and that was back when we were still at like 500. Right. <laughs> at this point, too, the Hots are currently 31st in the league. Not bad enough. That's a top two pick right there. Hey, that's true. Get hard for Bedard, or we got to think of something for the guy from Michigan. Uh, it's silly for Fantilli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get silly for Fantilli. I like it. All right. 
I think we have an episode title, by the way. (laughs) Hard for Bedard or silly for Fintilli? Oh, man. So. Way off for Mitchkoff? People are talking that he might not go top three. Because apparently he's got a long contract with the KHL. Yeah, I think his his KHL contract was until like 2026. Yeah, so. And with everything going on with Russia too, who knows? Like, unless he's going to defect or something like old school Russian fire, yeah, right. some like, Mogilny thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I uh, think yeah, just like when you're thinking about like the safer bet on like a top three pick, probably would go like Fantilli after Bedard. Yeah, I mean, but if you're willing to wait and kind of make that bet, like. If there's not a clear, if he's the clear cut like third overall pick, and you and you're and you're the Hawks, and you have the third overall pick, and you're not expected really to compete till 2025, 2026, it might be worth it. God, that's so depressing. 2025, 2026. Fuck, that's a lot of hockey. Yeah, yeah, I'm, but you know, that's hopefully when things will be turning around. Hopefully. Yeah. You think so. Um, all right, before yeah. we get into more here, let's do the three stars. Um oh shit, yeah, for sure. Let's go. Let's give this Seth Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Seth Jones is one. Seth Jones. Uh I was gonna say radish. Radish. Because he scored, well, I I think he scored in like every game. Uh, he didn't score He's... against Dallas. Oh well, whatever. Close enough. All right, and then um, I'm going Kirby for his celly. Okay. <laughs> Kirby for the celebration. All right, Kirby's first star. We're giving him that. That's a first star celly. Uh, we'll go with uh-huh. third star and Seth Jones, second star. I love it. And then I also, one more quick thing about Kirby. He also, he was not holding back. He posted this, the exact picture, a picture of him doing the celly on his Instagram. No caption or anything. It was fucking yeah. hilarious. I loved it. God, I wish he, part yeah, of was he was on the team. Shit. Yeah. So I, I wanted to like, I wanted to comment on it, but then I also, like, whenever I go to write a comment anywhere online, I start it, and then I go, oh, actually, I don't give a shit anymore. Right. <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't matter. Like, Kirby's not going to read it and be like, yeah, that guy's got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, T. Houston 89, you know what's up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Come on the pod, though. <laughs> Come talk about it. All right. Um. So yeah, December or November finishes two eight and two with one more game pending. Assuming it's gonna be a loss. Uh, December does not get any easier. I mean, it's fucking Edmonton. Yeah. The thing uh, is, the Hawks could win tonight because Edmonton doesn't play defense. Still, they're only with Edmonton. Like, Edmonton just cannot figure out the goaltending. Like they throw I don't the know money. If the at... Goaltending as much as like the the they just 
are so stuck watching McDavid and Drysaddle do things that when like the Hawks or any other team gets the puck, they're like on their heels basically. But yeah, I don't know. Jack Campbell just having a shit year. Stuart Skinner has been okay, but like still, he, like, he's still five and five and seven and five. Like they're like just doing just enough. They're still outside of, I think, what are they, two points out of a playoff? Or no, they're in the first yeah. spot. Yeah, they're just, they're right behind LA right now. Which we can get into that in a second here. But um, yeah, December does not get any easier for Chicago. Uh, Next up after Edmonton, they, they are in the New York Metropolitan Swing. Uh, they got the Rangers first, who are currently 10, 9, and 4. Uh, that's a team that is very much underperforming right now. They're currently on a three-game losing streak. I don't know what's going on. I've, was last year a fluke? Is this, I mean, is this really the, the real thing going on? Is this the real Rangers team? It's it's kind oh. of very interesting. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they overperformed last year because like they were they were building themselves up to be a pretty solid team, and then they they really overperformed last year. So everybody thought that they were going to be able to repeat. But it's like I said in our previews, man. Like Shesterkin was doing a lot. Yeah, he was, he was a workhorse, and he would have to repeat that in order for them to be like winning that division. And I mean, he hasn't, which is like easy to see because like they weren't like keeping pucks away from that net. There was plenty of games that they were winning where they were getting outshot, and they're not winning those games now. They can... I don't think I don't think losing Georgiev and like replacing him with Halak has or Halak. I mean, has like done really anything. Except for Halak is oh five and one oh, <laughs> yikes! That's not helpful. No, um, they're they're currently two points out yeah. of a wild card spot, uh, five points out of the last division spot. Um, yeah, that's that's not good. But I think, I think any team that's currently struggling when they see Chicago's on the schedule, they're kind of like, all right, here it is, let's go. I'm uh, time to fix some Holy shit. Holy shit, Kurt. Kurishev is leading the team in points in the last five games. Four points. Oh, shit. Should we take out Radish and give it to Kurishev? No, because Radish is leading the team in goals with two in the last five games. So after the Rangers, the Hawks go on to to the island where they face off against the Islanders who are back to playing Islanders hockey. They are 15 and nine second in the Metro. Um, Yeah. I think there's just the consistency for them was the main thing. It was, they had that brutal road trip to start last year. They had hard time dealing with COVID throughout Um, injury bug was hitting them hard last year. Now they're healthy. They don't have some BS schedule to to fight with. I mean, the Islanders are good. Yeah. Really good. And they, Again, a reason why that they went to back-to-back conference finals, and you're seeing it here again. Yeah, and Sorokin's having a better season than Shesterkin, which is something I predicted. We'll see how it finishes out, but, I mean, he's doing really well. Yeah, I hope he continues doing very well. Um, And then they wrap up the three-game swing here uh, against the New Jersey Devils with 
yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. They're just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, they're just laid back. They have, like, that's the greatest thing. It's like they had no expectations like this, and so, like, they're just performing, and then they started doing well, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Like, we're just fucking winning games. And shit is just, they're just, they're good. <laughs> they won the franchise. Was a franchise record, a franchise tying 13 games. Uh, they lost against Toronto after three disallowed goals, which I don't think I've ever seen that many disallowed yeah. goals against one team ever. That's insane. New Jersey scumbag showing why they're the New Jersey scum throwing fucking beer bottles on the ice after the third disallowed goal. Throwing them at the players. Toronto. Well, the other thing too was the 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 ref like fucked the call up too. The third one, he's right? Like after reviewing the goal, like yeah, he's like after review, like the goal is no longer. It's like it's like something oh, yeah, weird. He started, like he what the pointing, fuck? Yeah, he would go point like it was a good goal, and then yeah. like, no, 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 and then waved it. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Fuck no, they deserve those beers thrown at them now. I don't care. But yeah. I think, well, it was also Toronto players were just like, yo, this is fucked. They're throwing shit at us. <laughs> I think they were all, I mean, right. They made the right call about all three goals being disallowed, right? I mean, it I wasn't. Mean, I didn't look at it. I know that two were for sure, but. But they're so fucking good. Yeah. They're uh... just playing well. I didn't, I kind of hope they can keep it up because if they ended up winning the President's Trophy, that'd be just crazy. Especially after, I, just, I also just love the fact after like they had the fire, uh, Lindy Ruff, <laughs> yeah, and I now he's projected to be Wait, the man. Jack yes. Adams winner. That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, of course. I think the other thing too, like Vitek Vanacek is having a, a great year on a team that's doing so well. I wonder if it was if it's just because PK Subban's not on the team anymore, huh? Basically the same team. Yeah, it's they true. just added added Vanacek and I, I mean they mean, had to pull out, but he's out for a long time. Like right. That's crazy. The you, same team. You add Pilat back to this lineup. This is a fucking this is a good team. Holy shit. Yeah, they're good, they're young. And then the other thing too is like in the future they're gonna have Jack Hughes's brother Luke. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's supposed to be pretty fucking good too on the on the blue line. So they're gonna be dangerous, man, for like a, plenty of years to come. The Hughes brothers are straight up the real life uh, that SpongeBob meme where it's Patrick and SpongeBob running playing outside, and Squidward's looking down from his house. Quinn Hughes is up in the is Squidward up and looking down. It's gonna be he's Quinn Hughes is gonna be the Mark Stahl of, yeah. <laughs> of the situation and. With Eric and, and Jordan. I wonder if they have a fourth brother who's just like not good. They do. Because you remember, really? they, yeah, Carolina had them at one point. They, because they started. Well, uh, I know Jared. Jared. I'm saying, I wonder if the Hughes, the Hughes have a. Oh, fourth Hughes. Brother. Oh, I thought sorry, that's going to be like their Jared. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Um, All right. So, yeah, that's a quick look ahead. Some other little notes here tonight. Kane and Taze are being reunited on the line. Coach Richardson said that I know it's been done before, but I haven't done it before. So let's see how that goes. 
I wonder uh, if it's going to play on their wing, if it's going to be like Athanasia or yeah, Kurushev. As, as a Tuesday practice, I don't know what morning skate was, but Tuesday's practice, it was Athanasia. Mm. Um, some injury update. I wouldn't mind seeing Radish on that line, actually. I mean, he's earned it. He's he's a finisher. It's like, why not, like yeah. why not mix it up a lot? You know, you... You've gone this entire season. This is going to be the first major change to that top line. This is the first time you're breaking up Dome, Kane, and Anthea Seau. Um, yeah. So it's like, why not just full blunder it for a couple of games and just see what happens? Yeah, true. Um, injury notes. Uh, Lafferty, uh, who's out with the back injury. Uh, Tenorti, who's out with a hip injury. Um, Coach Richardson said that they are both out for at least a week. Tenorti may be out longer. Um, Stalock also, he was doing a lot of conditioning to come back from concussion protocol. They have actually turned down his conditioning. So I don't know if he's just not reacting well to that or, or what's going on. So he's going to be out probably a little bit longer. Um, he hasn't seen action since November 1st when he got fucking dome rocked, uh, against the Islanders. What about is Tyler Johnson? He's just still out. Yeah, he's still. I haven't seen anything about Tyler Johnson. He's been skating with them. I think he's been skating non-practice or non-contact jersey. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard anything on him. That's all right. He was having a good year. Yeah, it's a so bummer. The Hawks losing and him not playing is fine. Yeah, I feel like it would be worse if he was playing and the Hawks were losing because he was doing really well. <laughs> the last maybe somebody that is like a good trade piece at some point in the next yeah. like year or so. Right. Um. The last thing I have for hot stock here, uh, just is it trade time? Start, you know, looking at these trades of Taze and Kane, which is still a little bit too early. If if teams are calling, like, and they want to get the deal done now, but like, the Hawks are doing bad. It's not like they need to trade them to get worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like some teams that aren't playing like super well, like I don't know who would try to try to get them really. Well, here I was gonna throw I was gonna throw this out now. What about Taves to Winnipeg? Sure, Winnipeg is doing surprisingly well. They have a little bit of cap space. They don't actually. I think they're only like a million. Yeah. But the Hots cut Taves in half. Do they still like Shifley? Are they friends again, or are they over Shifley? I remember like I'm sure year. that they wouldn't trade Shifley. If anything, they'd probably trade like Blake Wheeler. He's making eight two five. Um, is he in? How much term left? Another year. Oh, so okay, so he signed through next. He's season. also got twenty points in twenty. He's got he, twenty points in twenty. I think he games. just had a hat trick last night too against Colorado. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're not really hemorrhaging money to anybody. That, that would be, uh, be a feel good story they though. They could use as like a trade. Send Taves back to his hometown. Let him chase a cup for Nets. Yeah. And that'd be the if only. It, yeah, if I mean, if that if that happens, that would have to be at the trade deadline, just for cap reasons, likely. Yeah. Do they have? How's their surplus draft surplus? 
Uh, they just don't have a second. Oh, this this upcoming draft actually they don't have a second, fourth, or a sixth. Ah, they just only even numbers. Yeah, pretty much. First this year, second next year for Taves. Or is that a stretch? I don't know. I just, you I probably just, just get like you might be able to just get like a first. I just don't know what he's having a great season, but I still don't know what his value is. He's great defensively, and he wins tons of faceoffs. He could put the puck on the net. So it's like what five, two five is what half. He's making ten and a half. Mm-hmm. That's not the it's not the worst in the world. Um, nope. <laughs> All right, you got anything else for NHL talk? Or uh, no, <laughs> no. They just oh. they just keep losing, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, keep losing. Um, okay all right. NHL talk. Let's start with um, start with players and teams of the month. November has come to a close. It is time to acknowledge who did very well in November. So why don't you kick it off with your team? A team of the month? Yeah. Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean... Everybody's talking about how well, like, every – or Boston is and is doing and how well Vegas is doing, how well, De- like, the Devils are doing. But not much has been mentioned about, like, the Kraken that I've seen. But the Kraken went in 12 games this month. I don't know if they played tonight. 10-1-1, um, which I think is pretty fucking awesome. They actually – You're like on had, a franchise high winning streak, too. I mean – it's Year easy, to, yeah, but they have scored their second in November of goals for per game with Dallas only scoring more like 0. 0.04 goals more per game. And they they have been doing pretty okay defensively. The plus 16 for the entire season right now, eight one and one in their last 10. Ironically enough, eight one and yeah. one on the road this year. Struggling at home though, six four and two. Lost to the Hawks, man. Not even in overtime. Lost to the Hawks regulation. <laughs> <laughs> like woof. But I mean, they had a good November, and I don't think anybody really pinned them as have. I mean, same with like the Devils, but the Devils have been streaking since like the get go. The problem, though, with the – I mean, the difference with the Devils is – are you talking about, like, preseason, like, coming into the season, expecting them to be good or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the Devils have always had – like, they build this team for – that they should be doing better than they always have been. Where Seattle, it was still kind of like, okay, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you make – your roster makes little to no sense right now, but it's it's working. Yeah. I think the most impressive thing about it too is the fact that they're doing it without like Shane Wright, who's supposed to be like he was supposed to be first overall, and then he was supposed to be like a steal at four, and, and then he's made his way to the AHL and then was okay. lighting it up, tearing it up. I didn't know that rule though. You're and, allowed to send CHL eligible players to the AHL if it's for conditioning reasons, and they've been scratched for yeah. like X amount of games. I didn't know that rule. That's interesting. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. I, are they allowed to? It's only conditioning, so I guess they couldn't have them just playing in the. AHL they have to like season. call them up at a certain point. Yeah, dude. I mean, if they continue yeah. to keep this up, they and they look like first they have their first round pick this year, three seconds, a third, two fours, a fifth, two mm-hmm. six, and seventh. Like everybody who's given Ron Francis shit after the expansion draft. I mean, you got to kind of eat crow a little bit here if this really turns around. You know. Right, and it's it's funny how it just ends up working out for these fucking <laughs> expansion teams. It's it so would. funny to me because it's like Seattle's just a year behind what Vegas was doing, like pushing for the playoffs. But for the most part, Seattle's doing it with their expansion team. We'll see if they decide to like all of a sudden start blowing it up and being like, we're acquiring guys because we're making push every year. But they're doing great. It was funny. Vegas tweeted out after they lost the um to Seattle. They were like, "Oh, is this how it feels to lose to an expansion team?" I was like, "I'm like, huh? That's a good little chuckle there." Um, all right. <laughs> so for for my team of the month, I'm letting it roll with my t- October team of the month. I'm sticking with the Devils. I know it's the cop out, but hey, I put all my eggs in their basket in October. I'm doing it again for November. I mean, not much more else we have to really say about them. Thirteen and one in November, twenty six points. Fucking 56 goals for, which is just ridiculous. 28 against, averaging four goals a game. I'm unreal. I just it's it's crazy to see what they're doing. Um yeah, they're they're just <laughs> unbelievable right now. So um all right, who, crazy good hockey that they're playing. Who is your who? player? Player? Yeah. Jason Robertson. So easy. It's an easy choice. Kid had 26 points in 14 games. He had 12 even strength goals in those 14 games. He has the most points per game in the month of November, like even more than McDavid, which is crazy. It's hard. It's so weird to just be like, yeah, if you hit, that's kind of what it is. It's like if you've had a better month than McDavid and you're having an insane month because his, his standard is ridiculous. But yeah, man, he's just killing it. It's so crazy too, because he his average time on ice is close to like four and a half minutes less than McDavid's. Out of like the top players that you see in the league, yeah. he averages like the least amount of time on ice. So his point production per 60 is probably way higher than everybody else. That's fuck. Yeah. I think I wonder if hockey reference has that. He is so fucking good. And it's just so funny. Like the same type of player, him and Debrinket, same type of player, drafted the same round, same pick. It's so funny. Just a couple years a year difference or something like that. Yeah. Unreal. If I could find his point, if I I mean if they had it on a hockey reference, it'd be so great. <laughs> did you say a shooting? Did you say a shooting percentage too, through the month? It's like twenty one percent. Yeah, twenty one point one percent. That's stupid. Well, damn. Okay, I'll see. If, um, I want to see if I can find it eventually, but just the fact that he doesn't play as much. Where can I find it? <laughs> I'm upset because I want to find it right now. 
Is he leading the league in goals right now, too? I think so. He's got 19. Or he's up there for sure. He's either leading or second. Yeah. I can. There's got to be some way for me to find like the easiest, like handpicked stats here for it. <laughs> uh, goals. Oh, yeah. this is hilarious! He got two points goals on, for... or two goals on McDavid. Goals four per sixty right now, on the power play. Calvin DeHaan has four hundred and fifty <laughs> goals four per sixty, with a forty-two second shift. It says he had zero time on ice. So did he get a did he score? Did a team did a team score on themselves or something? Nothing and he I was know. the last one to touch the puck and he wasn't on the ice? Like what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Damn, I knew we should have kept the Han. Fuck. Yeah, he's incredible. Jason Robertson has five goals four per sixty at even strength right now. He's so good. 16.2 goals for per 60 on the power play. That's fucked up. They almost, <laughs> they almost didn't pay him, too. That's so fucking crazy. He's good. He's I Goddamn, man. He's going to be a fucking menace. He's in the central, too. Gonna be and a they, menace. You gonna be. He well, is. He, he's he's twenty fucking two or twenty three <laughs> years old. It's <laughs> like this is the future. Like the Hawks. Like when the Hawks are gonna be like hopefully contending for like a playoff spot. Like this guy's gonna be leading the fucking league in points, and it's gonna be a shit show against Dallas. How fucking old is he? He's twenty three. He's only making seven point seven five. I mean, like that's the. Whatever, whatever. Your deal, right? He's got, yeah, he's got three more years after this. It was a four-year deal. Gotcha. Yeah, he's a problem. Um, all right, I'm taking. I'm going a little bit different with mine. I'm going Mitch Marner. Okay. He's currently on a seven, a seventeen-game point streak. If he gets another point mm. in that game, he will tie the Leafs franchise record for longest point streak. Um, in the month of November, he played in 14 games, five goals, 14 assists for 19 points. Um, kid is just, he's another kind of guy that's kind of just silencing credits a little bit. I feel like he got the, the shit end of the stick when it comes to Toronto media. Um, you know, yeah, especially after all like the off ice bullshit with like, I think it's his dad that was talking about him needs to be paid as an elite player, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And now he's kind of showing, like, yeah, he goes, we weren't, we weren't lying. Like, I mean, I'm here. Yeah, like, let's go. But yeah, good month. I mean, it's insane. And then look at what you're, what they're doing with what um, Toronto's doing. I think they've only they're ten one and three. I think in through November or something like that. Like they're fucking playing really good hockey too, and very quiet yeah, they've, is. They've... They had a good November. Yeah, I like, mean, they ended up winning winning games against those uh, the two like top teams in the East. They beat the Devils and they beat the Bruins. Yeah, ten one and three. <clears throat> yeah, not too bad. Yeah, second in the in the Atlantic, so it's like they're doing it very quietly. I think this year. I think good thing for them is Boston is doing what they're doing. Who Boston still? Mm-hmm. 
19 and three. They've only lost three games. This is fucking absurd. absurd. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. I um, just, I, I think when you come, like, with the Mitch Marner set of, like, point streak, it's so weird to me to hear things like, it seems like a low record for Toronto for the team being around as long as it is. Yeah. And what was it? Like Austin Matthews breaking a record last year for like what most points in a season or something too. Oh, wasn't it the most goals? It was most goals for sure. But like, like like that's, I mean, that's also weird because original six teams have guys that are just like, Oh yeah. He used to put up 76 goals like in 1982. Like, Oh, okay. Like, like it's so, I don't know. Um, when goals were super easy to come by, right? But like the fact that like in Toronto's hundred plus year history, they've never had anybody score a point in seventeen games straight is really fucking weird to me. <laughs> like, how is that possible? Yeah, I know. It's like the same thing too. It's like there was another. There's a Blackhawks stat too that I was kind of like, like this team is almost a hundred years old. Like how. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm just like, I'm like, how is that only now happening or, or, or so few people like kind of thing? Like, it's just, it's, it's yeah. You think about right. the original six teams, it's just, you think there'd be a lot more to it. Um, that was when the question. hockey was not that great. So like, if you were decent, you were scoring at least like three points per game for like the four seasons you played. This is a question too. I wanted to ask you when we were talking about trade to the Blackhawks. Um, Regarding Patrick Kane, with the way players, it like players don't stick around with single franchises as much as they used to. If Kane gets traded and he doesn't catch up, Makita catches Makita. Is it safe to say that Makita is untouchable? Like, like there's. A I mean, yeah, for like very, not like forever, but but like. <laughs> Just the way, though, like it's just the kind of the way that like, you don't see players staking, staying with franchises that long anymore. And I'm just wondering, like, if that trend continues where guys are trying to, like, just go for the payday and all that kind of stuff, and the salary cap does become, like, you know, really screwing teams over to, to keep these guys at the homegrown guys. I mean, you got to think, like, that's going to be interesting to see if maybe even if our lifetime, if we'll ever see somebody come close to Makita. I'm telling you what, if the Hawks get Bedard, <laughs> you might be changing your tune real quick. If that kid is anything, has any kind of year in the first like season or two that's just like McDavid, he catches you're going to be like, oh, like this, he's going to catch him quick. <laughs> like he's going to have a thousand points in 700 games or some shit. Like McDavid I don't know what right McDavid's now. pace is right now, but he's, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, in 509 games, he's at 736. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Yeah, I guess that is possible. Like, the crazy thing is, like, Kaner didn't have, like, incredible seasons to start his career. He had solid, really good rookie seasons, but not, like, McDavid-style kind of shit. Like, if he had that, he would have easily already had the record but he was having like less than point per game seasons or like a right around point per game seasons. Yeah. I mean, first season, 72 points, 70 points, 88 points was the third years of the first year that he was a point over a point per game. Um, 
following season he was a point. Then per he was exactly game. a point per game. Yeah. Over points. Over like he the the one the season he really exploded was like the hundred and six point season where he won like the heart. Then he was like eighty nine and eighty two, seventy six and eighty two, one hundred and ten and eighty one, eighty four and seventy. Now it's kind of like, oh, like he's gonna at least be around ten to fifteen points above like whatever games he ends at. But that wasn't always the case. He's only so, had four seasons where he wasn't a point per game pace. That's the difference yeah. right there, though. I mean, I get what you're saying, but but the, he like also wasn't really like putting up. A point also... per game isn't a point per game isn't going to be doing it. It's right. like you yeah. need to be at like almost a point, like one point five, yeah, like closer only, to that. The only thing that I would like kind of argue with that with, I mean, it's it's not like he was only putting up fifty points like his off season. He was still putting up seventy plus points and i mean right 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 those are good those are great seasons but like if he was having similar production in his rookie years to like what he's doing now where he's like 10 to 15 plus points over point per game then he probably i mean he's closer he's much closer yeah that's fair it's it's crazy just how his point production actually like has increased like from when it's supposed to dip for most players like he's at like inverse, except for this season. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I don't know, man. Stop Shit. is fourteen hundred and sixty-seven. Oh yeah, it's not. It, I mean, he'd have to come back and like play another like few seasons, like right after this year. Trade away and then come back, sign back, and for a three-year deal and. No, just one year each time. Just <laughs> trade away at the deadline. Wrap the, the points up, yeah. get closer, and trade away. <laughs> that way, I mean, technically, he starts every year as a hawk. He's only signed contracts as a hawk. <laughs> Fair, yeah. I don't know. Um. All right, a couple other quick notes here, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, the Coyotes took one step closer to getting their own arena. Uh, the Temple City Council voted seven to zero in favor of the stadium, and it will now be a public vote. I believe it's March of twenty twenty three is when that public vote will take place. Uh, again, Batman hit home that it'll be a thirty year no relocation agreement if this arena gets built, and they will also get either an All Star game or draft, but realistically, will probably be both in that time frame. Um. I mean, cool. I mean, whatever. This what yeah. it is. Good shit. Yeah. Um, Chris Latane, some scary news, suffered a stroke on Monday, his second one um, since January of 2014. Uh, so the Pittsburgh Penguins announced that he is out indefinitely. Uh, it sounds like he's doing good. Uh, they don't expect any long-term effects because of it. Uh, and it kind of sounds like Latang's expecting to play again this season. Um, but still really fucking scary when Jesus, somebody who's like peak athleticism, you know, and something like that happens. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go dipshit of the day. Jack Edwards spends <laughs> solid minutes just roasting 
Patrick Maroon's weight and body and all that kind of stuff uh, when the Boston Bruins play the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning the other night. Maroon responded perfectly, donating, what was it, $2,000? Yeah. To, uh, like, a, a Tampa Bay Lightning, like, foundation. It was, like, in support of mental health uh, and all that kind of stuff. And he made the donation in favor, uh, er, in the name of Jack Edwards. Carolina Hurricanes made a donation to the same account, um, again, in the name of Jack Edwards. So... Fuck Jack Edwards. I can't. I don't even know how. Why are, fans. why are the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes are encouraging Canes fans to donate $19. Oh, is that Pat Maroon's number? Is he 19? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 19. That's a really odd number. He donated 100, yeah, $119. $100.19. Um, yeah, he's number 19. Okay. Yeah. No, he's 14. He's 14? Well, yeah, team then. I don't know. Why? Why the fuck nineteen? I just don't. Explain. I just don't understand how anybody can still think Jack Edwards isn't just the biggest piece of shit out there. I don't think anybody thinks he's a good good person. Boston fans are offended. Oh, okay. In the Reddit comments of this, it's like, what's the significance of number 19? It's like Dougie Hamilton wearing 19 set Edwards off um, over Johnny McKenzie a few years ago, apparently. He had an unhinged rant about Dougie Hamilton not changing his number from 19. Oh, that's funny. They're just sticking it to Jack. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking good. Is it when... Is it when... Hamilton was on Boston? Carolina. No, on Carolina. Is that when they were was that a Hartford thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, the the Carolina man, they are just they know how to troll pretty well. <laughs> it's like now I get it. Like that's a fucking deep one. Yeah. Good for them. So funny. Um Ovechkin sets a record most road goals in NHL history. He is just yeah, right. so good. He, I I wonder like how how much of a stretch they're gonna start doing these like like records. Like oh, he just set a new record, most goals on a Wednesday, like in the middle of November. Like, if, he's, uh, uh, <laughs> if he's passing Gretzky, I mean, I mean that's noteworthy. No, yeah. I mean, that's a good one. The road goals. Yeah. Just goes to show you, Gretzky's a, a home guy. <laughs> couldn't couldn't take the road fans. Just screaming in his face. You know who could take the road fans? Mario Lemieux. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I always got to throw my Lemieux better than Gretzky in there. I always have to do it. Um. All right. Sure. Last... Edge, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, Cal Peterson got waived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cal Peterson got paid $5 million for what, like five or six, four or five years or something like that. I know you said has not has not taken the, the starting role. <laughs> Comes in in a game that's a, a fucking shootout <laughs> between Seattle and L.A. 
gives up four goals on 16 shots and he gets sent the fuck down. Oh, it's only it it's oh he signed the deal last year, but it's a three-year deal, five million each, and he's supposed to be like you're supposed hey, to be like, die, right? Quick, like, quick's on his quick's on his way yeah. out, like you're supposed to be taking over, and he just has not done it. And I, I'm sure he's just gonna clear waivers unless Seattle decides to claim another goalie because that's all they've done. Yeah, but Martin Jones is doing good for them. I can't see them. Yeah. Yeah, they just they waived uh Helberg recently, and I think he got picked up by somebody. Uh Detroit. Yes, that sounds right. Well, yeah, man, Cal who... Peterson just fucking like that sucks. So who's gonna be their backup now? I don't know. Quick. He's gonna be the starter and the backup. It's gonna basically be 2012. <laughs> like he's just gonna be the only guy. Oh, maybe they call up Copley. Oh, they have Phoenix Copley. Yeah, he's a yeah, career backup so. guy. He he sh- he knows how to handle it. Yeah, you know, all you gotta do is just come in and like play okay. The team itself is is a good is a decent team. Like they're in a playoff spot. Like just make some saves. You're not expected to like go out there and like steal the game, but just don't go out there and be like Cal Peterson or Yaroslav Halak right now. <laughs> Yeah, God, I, I can't believe that he's fucking doing such shit. Yeah, I don't know. But... All right, well, I think that does it. Episode 203. What are we calling it? Was it Silly for Fantilli? Hard yeah. for Bedard? Silly for Fantilli. Um, all right, so that's 203. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thumbs up the YouTube video if you're watching there. Social media at WCB Podcast. Yeah. Until next time. Well, Jeremy Tanner. Later. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jeremy and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.